Six years ago, Ellis Hammond's entire mission changed. He was a full-time college pastor with vision and passion, but broke. Now a full-time real estate entrepreneur, Ellis is the founder of Kingdom Real Estate Investors, the number one community for faith-driven leaders impacting the world through real estate investing. If you're a kingdom-minded real estate investor or entrepreneur seeking to advance God's kingdom outside the church walls, welcome to the Kingdom REI podcast, where Ellis interviews Christian entrepreneurs and investors focused on advancing God's kingdom through real estate investing. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Kingdom Real Estate Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Ellis Hammond. Joined with me by very special, attractive, eager, Cameron Roy. How are we doing, <laughs> man? <laughs> wow. Yeah. You're just full of good compliments. I'm great. Hey, it's now. a new year, man. You know, like people need to be reminded, you know, about all the good things that they have going for them. Well, and, ditto, my uh, brother. That is very kind of you. And I'm going to make sure my wife listens to this episode and this part uh-huh. only. Yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, again, I'm 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 so stoked about the opportunities we get on this show and the people that we get to have on this show. And uh, today is uh, is much of that. We have Dr. Mark Roberts with us, and I've asked Dr. Roberts t- to come on because he is a man really familiar with one God's Word, which I think is is really awesome. Um, and two, just people in the workplace, like he's been writing and working with people in the workplace, entrepreneurs, people working, which which I think is so needed in the beginning of the year uh, of how do we root ourselves in God's word and, and, and how does that apply to our daily lives? How does that encourage us, inspire us, motivate us, you know, move us into greater work um, uh, for God uh, in our daily lives. And so that's what we're going to be getting into today. Dr. Mark Roberts is a senior strategist for Fuller's Max Day Pre-Center uh, for Leadership, where he focuses on spiritual development and thriving of leaders. And uh, we were talking before the show, he, he, when, you know, when a man says he's uh, on second volume of something, that's when you know he's written <laughs> a lot. It's the real deal. So, yeah. So Dr. Dr. Mark, Dr. Roberts, uh, we're grateful to have you. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, well, thanks for having me. I, I love what you're doing and love the chance to have this conversation. We you give some folks before we kind of jump into everything, just a little bit, maybe, you know, give us a little bit of your background. Like I know that's who you are now, but have you always been in a teaching capacity, writing capacity? Kind of give me some of your context for what is giving you a passion for writing around faith and work yeah, so much. Sure. Well, you know, I, I started out in grad school doing a PhD in New Testament. I thought I'd be a professor. But uh, as I was on that track, I started working for a church in, in Hollywood, California. I was the college pastor and young adult minister. And I just loved working with people in the stuff of daily life. I mean, academic work is important, but a lot of it's pretty obscure. And so the opportunity to really get in with people and and work with the stuff that they were dealing with every day was very exciting to me. So I really felt a kind of God shifting me into more of a pastoral direction. I ended up uh, pastor of Irvine Presbyterian Church down in Orange County for 16 years. And, you know, I love being a pastor. I loved all parts of it. But one of the things that was just one of the best parts was that I had a whole lot of folks who were 
really engaged out in the marketplace in a wide variety of ways. I mean, I had the guy who was literally running Lexus in my church and I had teachers and I had, so not only did I have a chance to serve them, but I had a chance to learn from them so much. I mean, I remember here, I'm a young pastor and I'm literally meeting with a guy who's over all of Lexus. Okay. So I'm a little intimidated because I'm a young guy and he's a, so I, I asked him this question, just thinking like, like, do you ever pray about your work? And I, I didn't want to put him on the spot. He's like, oh, of course, every day. And he starts telling, so every day when I drive into work, I pray and I pray and he starts listing out, you know, I pray for our board. I pray for our dealers. I pray for our vendors. I pray for our customers. And he's going on and on. And I'm thinking, I never heard anything like that in my life. This is amazing. This guy really believes in the depth of his soul that God cares about everything he's doing at work, you know, as a part of Toyota running Lexus. And I had so many experiences like that during my pastoral time. I thought I'd be a a, a parish pastor forever. And then in 2007, God kind of intervened and took me to a place in Texas known as Laity Lodge that had had a long history of working with the whole integration of faith and, uh, and, and work and leadership. And so I got to serve in that context and grow and expand that way. And, you know, I thought, oh, I'll always be at Lady Lodge, really working with people on what it means to live out their faith in every part of life. And then lo and behold, uh, in 2015, God called me to Fuller Seminary to work in the Max Dupree Center for Leadership. Now, of course, most seminary folk are focused on their students, but the Max Dupree Center for Leadership actually focuses out to the world. Max Dupree was a, a, a phenomenal leader. He wrote an excellent, many excellent books, but the most famous leadership is an art. He was president of Herman Miller, the furniture company, also just a, a mature and, and wonderful Christian man. And his vision, again, was how do I take my faith and live it out there? And that's what the Dupree Center is about. So that's what I've been at uh, up to in the last eight years at the Dupree Center. And as a part of that work, I, I yes, I do a lot of writing. And mostly my writing is taking God's truth in scripture and really trying to connect it up into the real challenges and opportunities of, of daily life, including work and leadership. So yeah. that's that's the nutshell of my professional life. Also married, I, I have two adult children, and uh, that's, a whole, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> well, we're grateful to have you on. I'm looking forward for us to really... Uh, have this conversation about you know how we can dive deeper into God's word in 2023 and um, and you know leaving this episode maybe more excited to read our Bible uh, than when we came in here. So uh, man, as the pastor here, the the former, even though former, I'm gonna ask you to pray for us before we get in. Would you mind leading us in prayer? Oh, absolutely. Thank you. So gracious God, I, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Thank you for the the, the technology that makes this hap- happen. Thank you for, for Ellis and his vision. Thank you for Cameron, who's supporting it. Thank you for the, the truth that you care about every part of our lives and that your word speaks not just to our private life or personal life, but to how we work, how we live in the world and everything. So we pray that this conversation will be uh, not only fun for us, but really helpful to those who will be listening to this podcast. And we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, Dr. Mark, I'll pass it to you in terms of kind of where you would encourage us to start or, or where, you know, where you're starting this year. And maybe even ask you that in 2023 uh, as you seek encouragement from God's word. 
Well, I'll tell you, I, I, I mentioned that I do a lot of writing. And one of the things I've done actually it's in the last now 15 years is I've been writing a daily devotional based on scripture. It's now called Life for Leaders, and it's something we make available to the Free Center. It's a free thing. We mail out to over 10,000 people and a whole lot look at it on the internet. We estimate about a million five hundred thousand times in a year someone will read one of our one of our devotions and you know i'll tell you the thought that i've been able to write three thousand devotions plus and still have something to say that it's just astounding to me and people ask how do you keep coming up with this stuff and the answer really is very simple i i learned from scripture and though I've studied scripture, you know, academically and as a pastor, and now when I go to scripture and am open to what God wants to say, I learn so much again and again and again. And part of what I've found that has been so striking to me is that scripture speaks not just to like our private spiritual life, but it, it addresses everything we face. And there is so much in scripture related to our work and our leadership related to how we think about uh, finances and money related to how we think about the world and helping the world to be a more just place, how we, uh, how we relate to our colleagues as well as you know, our family members and neighbors. I, I just Part of what excites me is that scripture is so rich and so full of wisdom, and, and you can never get to the bottom of it. So you know, if the Lord gives me a few more years, I'll probably end up writing you know, 5,000 devotions and it's not just the same thing every day. Why? Because I'm going to the well of Scripture that is deep with fresh water, and it keeps getting refreshed, and it goes deeper and deeper. That's awesome. What you you, t- you mentioned earlier, a lot of those has been, or maybe even more recently, around the Psalms. Is that yeah. a good place for us to start today? Man, it, it, it sure is. So about, oh, now probably three or four years ago, it, it occurred to me as I was just in my own devotional life using the Psalms, there is so much in the Psalms that is relevant to our daily work, and that maybe I should help folks discover that. So I started writing in, so I write a daily devotion, the the stuff I write every Monday to Friday, but I started devoting the Fridays to taking a Psalm and reading and praying about that Psalm, and then using that Psalm to inspire a prayer about work. And so a pretty simple approach, just, Lord, what are you saying in this psalm that relates to my work and to our work? And what I discovered as you start working through the psalms is that, number one, God is present and available and cares about our work, cares about us at work, but also that the the psalms give us words to express so many things. When, when things are good, words to praise God and really to go for it, uh, when things are not good, the Psalms give us unbelievable freedom to just pour it out before God. I mean, you know, again and again, the Psalms, if you ever read through them all, you find uh, the psalmist saying, God, where are you? <laughs> Why have you abandoned me? You know, and things that we would almost think, oh, you really can't say that to God, can you? Yeah, you can, because it's, it's in the scripture. And so the Psalms teach us to, to take everything we're experiencing, every challenge we're facing, every joy we feel, every sorrow we feel, every loss we feel, 
Uh, got a bad boss. Talk about that. Got a great team. Tell God about that. And, and so the Psalms really model for us the kind of open communication with God. And again, not just when we're home all by ourselves, but in the context of our work. Now, I'm not suggesting that everybody's going to speak out loud to God in the workplace. That may or may not be, be helpful in some settings. But the more we learn to involve God in our daily work, in every way, the more we'll discover just how available God is, how faithful God is, how much God will guide us and lead us uh, in the day-to-day -day matters of, of work. And the Psalms really invite us into that kind of experience. Well, Dr. Mark, how about we do this? Yeah. I just so happen to have my Bible right here. Right, awesome. Wow. You know, I mean, who, <laughs> who would have thunk it? And you so, got to a, a real Bible, not just on your computer. Yeah, exactly, right? I'm, I'm a real Christian here, okay? Yeah. I don't know who those, those app people yeah. are. <laughs> I know, I'm just teasing. Let's go. Um, and I'm just thinking of our listeners here. Some people are listening to this on the treadmill, and some are listening huh? to this are, and, and maybe some are sitting at their desk and have their Bibles with them. But I, I want to actually give people the chance to, like, learn from you and hear from you and, and imagine you know what they're going to do is they're going to listen to this they're going to say man that was i, I want to do that like how, how do i get more into god's word and so if we're going to talk about the psalms the first thing that would probably they do is probably open the psalms and the first psalm they come to would be psalm one awesome and so what if we just went through that together and maybe you can teach us and show us like how you actually do this practice that maybe we could do it for ourselves man love man. to do that I'm fired up, Ellis. I read Psalm 1 two days ago, and right. um, I'm even more excited now. I've read Psalm 1 in a long time, so I'm excited to get back well, into it. So is that okay? Can we yeah. put you on the oh, spot? I this love way? that. And, and uh, you know, this is kind of spontaneous and fun, too. So let's go for it. So Psalm 1, I've got the NIV translation. Uh, you know, others would be using other things. but it, So it starts out, right? Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. Now, let's just stop right there. You know, workplace, there's a lot of opportunity to walk in step with the wicked. <laughs> I don't mean like the, the terribly horrible, but we are making choices, right, in our daily work. And, and many of those choices are, are, am I going to do what's right, or am I going to bend that? I remember as a pastor, people would come to me. You know, with hard things, I remember a woman said, you know, my boss wants me to lie in this case. And if I don't do it, I'll probably lose my job. Mm. And I got to support my family. You know, what should I do? So I'm not saying this is easy, but, but, the, but don't walk in the way of the wicked. Don't just assume that all the ways that business is done are fine. Yeah. Mm. Think about it. What does God want? Or, or stand in the, in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers increasingly in our world and, and you know we're so polarized there's a great tendency isn't there to to mock those with whom we disagree uh and to position ourselves as if we are better than people and that even of course can happen in the workplace you know um and i realize a lot of work is happening virtually now <laughs> workplace is probably you know can be your your you know your den at home or your bedroom or wherever it is but still the tendency to mock. So the, the, the setup is blessed is the one who doesn't do these things. Now, verse two, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditates on his law day and night. Now, let's be clear. That doesn't mean that that's the only thing 
the one who is blessed is thinking about. You know, we, we've got work to do. We've got to uh, um, focus our brains on the, the challenges ahead and the responsibilities given to us and the opportunity. But there's the sense here that God's, it says the law of the Lord in the Old Testament, that was often a way of referring to all that God revealed. We would really talk about that as God's word or the Bible. That it, It's like in us day and night. So it's not that we're only thinking about the Bible, but it's like the truth of God's word is in us and, and we reflect on it. And again, we're thinking, how does that truth relate to the situation in which I find myself. I mean, for example, maybe you, you're a boss and you've got an employee who really isn't producing and that person needs to move on. Uh, there are different ways to fire somebody. And one of the things that we're believers, we, we wrestle with is, what does it mean to do this in a way that is, is gracious and, and yet responsible for that? So, so you're meditating on God's word. It goes on. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in its season, whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Now, this isn't just like whatever you do in church in your private life prospers. This is in life, whatever they do. Okay, this is a workplace text as much as anything else. How do we work in such a way that what we do prospers? Well, it's by being planted deeply into God and God's word. Yeah. And, and that will lead to fruitfulness in every part of life, including our, our, our daily work. Mm. Now, if, yeah, I, if I can stop you real quick, I just yeah. think there's a couple of things that, that stick out to me. One, one is, as you mentioned earlier, there is the temptation in the work, in our work and in our daily lives to walk in step with the wicked. And yet there's a promise that there's a promise in that. Am I right? Where it says, mm -hmm. blessed is the one like right. there's a promise. God says, I, you will be blessed for those who, who choose not to walk in step with right. the wicked. So if anything, let that be an encouragement, right? Like if there is a, a temptation or a tendency to walk with the wicked, to be reminded, you know, God has called me out of that and he will bless me in spite of that, even though it may be easier to do that. Yeah, that's right? awesome. Yeah, it, it really is. And, and again, we'll see in just a minute, again, we're going to have this contrast between the righteous, those who walk in God's ways and the wicked. Yeah, and, and verse three also reminds me of just like, man, what am I praying for in 2023 that God would prosper, right? Like mm -hmm. it caused me to even come to mind, like, what do I want to see grow and nourish and be so well taken care of, right? Like, you know, we're, we're expanding one of our companies and it's like, you know, like, what am I asking God to do there? Right. I also am kind of fearful in some areas right now in some areas of our company and, you know, that feel like, man, those are kind of dry. They need to be watered. And so like, it's just cool to, as you're walking me through this of like praying and thinking of the areas I could be praying for in my business today. Real quick too. I, I have in here written, this is a Bible I've had for a very long time. I have written right by Psalm uh, one, three says just never thirsty. And as I'm, as you reading this, um, from one to three, you know, I thought this is applicable to the person who has the stability of a contented identity mm -hmm. in the Lord, mm -hmm. not because a tree is worthless if it's not planted, mm -hmm. but there are plenty of places for trees to be planted where there is not streams of water. Maybe there's a promise of a well deep down. If you'll just stay in this dry and barren place, keep keep here don't uproot there's something but this psalm is like 
The one who walks not in the counsel of the wicked and meditates on the law of the Lord, his delight is in the Lord, isn't planted in a place where, where there's water. It's a stream. It just is always moving and your roots are in there and all that you do, you prosper. Now, I think you need to define prospering because, you know, what if one thing you do doesn't turn out the way you want, you don't want to be conflicted. Well, maybe you can be, but with, oh my gosh, am I not meditating on God enough? Um, I'm going to cancel all my meetings just to think about God's law today because this thing didn't prosper. Um, but it's, it's getting a, for me, it just helps me realize I can be content in my identity as a man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor sits in the seat of scoffers and meditates on the law of the Lord. Um, and my delight is on him. I don't have to jump from here to here, there to there. I can have this contented identity that keeps me by the stream that in all I do, I prosper. Great. And I just think that, I mean, we could stop right there. We won't. I'll just mention the rest of the Psalm. It says, you know, not so the wicked. They're like chaff that the wind blows away. In other words, just empty and, and light and without value. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. And that's the end of the psalm. So, you know, part of what we have here is this, you know, strong sort of comparison of, you know, there's a way to live and a way to work that isn't right. And there's a way to live and a way to work that is, is right and is honoring to God. And all of us in any profession, I mean, you know, when I was a pastor, you think, well, you were a pastor, you know, there's, you know, you pretty much are going to be doing godly work, you're going to be doing fine. No, they're, they're pastors that get in trouble all the time, as we know, uh, mistreating people or, or not being truthful or getting so puffed up about themselves that they, you know, they just become no, not good pastors anymore. And, you know, some of that even gets in the news. Um, no matter what our work is, we need to be asking the Lord, so what is it right here? And what is not right? Where do I need to step back from a certain practice or something that I've been doing? Uh, and, and depending on your role in your particular situation, you may have a whole lot of uh, authority to make change. You may not. I actually... You know, one of the things that has been so in the news in the last few years for important reasons, the whole issues related to racial justice. And uh, one of the people who takes my newsletter, who is a major leader in a giant corporation, as he was, you know, praying through God's care for all people and God's care for justice, he came to the point of realizing that some of the practices in their company, he just didn't feel good about it. And so he went to his CEO and they worked, they worked out a whole different way of relating to people that was really God's justice was embedded in it. But see, it came from his reflection and meditation on the scripture, its relevance to his work. Mm. Uh, and so I just think that, I mean, someone's a great example, but it, 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 it challenges us and encourages us to, to be like these trees. And, you know, you just imagine your roots growing down into God, into, to, into the, the, the living water of Christ to mix the metaphor. You know, similar metaphor, Jesus talked about, you know, we're branches on his vine. It, it's very similar. It's being so connected to God that 
uh, we, 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 in that case, we bear fruit. Here it's being so connected to God that we yield fruit in our season. Yeah. And God wants to prosper our work. God mm -hmm. wants to prosper our lives. Mm -hmm. it, and, and yet we do that not by living into ways of the world that, that appear to be prosperous, but rather, first and foremost, by putting our roots deeply down into God and being then being guided by God's word in everything we do. Yeah. And if I could step in here just real quick, because I know my audience and they trust me, I think it's a moment of reflection to ask, like, where are my roots planted right now? How deep are my roots into the streams of living water as I move into 2023? Uh, or, or am I really shallow right now? Right. Are, are, are my roots really shallow? Shallow. 2022 was not a good year. I have not, you know, formed these practices and habits to really spend time with God and be in his word and be in his presence. And so maybe this is a chance to repent of that for some folks listening and to to know that God is calling you back into deeper relationship, uh, deeper abiding, as Christ would say, in 2023. And, and maybe this is a chance to say, God, God, I, I want to grow my roots deeper into streams of living water with you and not more into my business and the anxiety of that and, you know, being caught up and and just making more money or, you know, buying more deals or whatever it is. So uh, I just think, uh, again, this might be a good time to even reflect on in ways in which I'm not. Ellis, I, I, I um, to our audience, you know, Ellis and I are primarily in the real estate business and Ellis, you may have experienced this. I know I certainly have when I was starting out there, there's a temptation and there was for me, maybe for a lot of you too, to walk in the counsel of the wicked or from scripture stand in the way of sinners because there is the promise or the perception or potential to prosper through those relationships and dwelling in those relationships. And likely in a lot of cases, you know, you could prosper and find business success and, you know, financial success, or whatever it is you're looking for by trusting that community. Mm -hmm. And God has protected me from that. And every business deal I've been a part of in real estate transaction, because I was I didn't feel good about some of the relationships I was building. I was like, man, I just wouldn't feel good if they were in the presence of my wife. But it seems like I could go so far if I just kept hanging out with them and 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 being a part of their life. Man, God took care of me in some crazy ways from my business partners to other partners to friendships I've made. I have I have just gone so much deeper with the relationships of God's people. And I feel like a man planted by the stream. And there have been some disappointments, most certainly, but I have a feeling that there would be a lot more disappointments, more painful ones had I ignored, I believe the spirits prompting in me to not continue being in relationship with those certain people. And, and that's, you know, a, a good example of choices that, that we need to make. And, you know, it, it's been easy for some Christians who, who are real Christians to sort of say, well, you know, my Christian life is mainly about my family and kind of my private life and my church. And then there's the real world and things are different in the real world. <laughs> and that whole way of thinking that divides the world up into sort of, you might say, God's space and every place else, that just isn't the way scripture thinks about the world. Everything is part of God's world, right? 
remember the, the New Testament story of Zacchaeus? It's a great story about this tax collector guy who's rich, which means he did a lot of bad stuff as tax collector. He ripped off a lot of people. But Jesus comes to town and he climbs the tree because he's short and Jesus sees him and, and they have this meeting. And, you know, at the end of that little story, Zacchaeus basically says, you know, if I've wronged anybody, I'm going to repay them several times over. And I'm going to give a significant portion of my wealth away to those who are poor. Uh, the point was his encounter with Jesus didn't just change his soul or his personal relationships. It changed the way that he was going to do business. He was going to make right where things had been wrong. He was going to be generous. Now, he didn't, as far as we know, he didn't stop being a tax collector, but he just saw and, and lived tax collection in a very different way, in a way of integrity and honor. And that was just from that, that one encounter with Jesus. Uh, and so the more we encounter Jesus, the more we, we live with him and walk with him, the more we're going to discover that so many things in our lives uh, are different. And we're going to be different people in every part of life, including our work life. I never thought about that. What if, you know, we never know, like Zacchaeus might have just kept on being a tax collector, but an honorable one, you know? Yeah. Well, there's no, thought. yeah, that story doesn't say, he does not say I'm quitting. <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to be a tax collector anymore. Uh, he, what, he, what he says is I, I am going to be, I'm going to make right what was wrong. I'm going to be generous. And then implicit in all of that is, and, and I'm going to, um, do what is right in my daily work. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's, it's transformational. Uh, the point is just that God cares about everything in life and cares about all of us and all that we do. And the more we can learn to live in that, uh, the better our lives will be. And in many cases that will also really impact the, the fruitfulness of, of our business. One of my, one of my friends, uh, a man named Terry Looper, is a business guy down from Houston. He's in energy. Um, he, he built a billion-dollar company from scratch. So he's a successful business guy. He wrote a book called Sacred Pace, Four Steps to Hearing God and Aligning Yourself with His Will. If you're on your show, he would say the most important thing that he does in every part of life, in his family life and in his work life, is takes every significant decision and and truly offers it to Jesus and, and waits for the, Jesus's guidance. Okay. So it, it, it's just kind of, it, it's not that sort of what we're talking about here is only for like really spiritual people who aren't out there in the, the, the rough and tumble world. Right. I mean, this is a guy doing energy in Houston and yet has found that Jesus will guide him and, and bless his work as he seeks to be righteous. Dr. Mark, where would you, as we wrap up this passage, you know, and, and mm -hmm. you're kind of teaching someone to practice this, how, how do you, how do you conclude this? How do you kind of, how, how would you, how would you end this practice if this would be so much as to call it a practice? Well, I know a lot of folks may be thinking, all right, that sounds good and right, but I don't know where to start. So I, I, it, this is a bit self-serving, but it's not really, because I really... You know, the devotional that I write, people can get for free uh, if they go to depre.org, D-E-P-R-E.org. And if they look for daily devotions, they'll see a place to sign up. And there are other resources we have that might be helpful to people. 
we give away most of what we do. There are some products that we sell, but we give away. So the devotions. And they can just sign up uh, for Life for Leaders is what it's called. And every day at about three in the morning, uh, they will get in their inbox a, a, a devotion that connects scripture into the stuff of daily life, into their work, into their leadership. Also, we talk about things of family and whatever it is the text wants us to do. Uh, because what I'm trying to do every day as I write is help people connect God and God's word to the real things they're facing in their life and work. In whatever stage they are, by the way, I should say, you know, it can be relevant to those who are students. It's relevant to those who maybe are retired from their principal uh, profession, but still have an awful lot of work that God has for them to do uh, in, in terms of his kingdom. And so that would be one place to go. The other place would be if you can find at least one other believer who has this same desire you do. And it could be in your small group you already have. could be a friend. It could be somebody new. But find somebody to begin to talk about this stuff with and learn together. You know, our conversation here has been enriching, not just because I preached a long sermon, but because we had a conversation. And so if, we can, if, we, if I can encourage people, find a conversation partner or partners where you can begin to talk about how does the stuff of God's word really speak into the challenges of my life? Uh, I, I think I know that can make a big difference. That's really good. And I'm, I'm glad you said that because I feel like most people I've ever talked with and even myself sometimes just saying, yeah, you know, I know God loves me. I know he's got a plan for my life, but what about this? And it's a very specific situation. It's tough. And I heard one time I was actually a seminary student at Denver Seminary. One of my professors told me one time the slowest of all human endeavors is sanctification. <laughs> Which for, for our listeners who, who haven't studied theology, that's really how we become more and more like Jesus. Right. Yep. Yeah. Dr. Mark, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. I just think this is a unique episode and I think time timing of this is, is amazing. So I'm going to link in our show notes here, uh, that devotional, mm -hmm. uh, as well as your profile as well. And, um, so folks can, can learn more about what you're doing at the Dupree center and grateful for uh, your partnership today and just helping serve our community and, and more importantly, serving kingdom leaders and, and the work that we are doing together, uh, across the world. Uh, to advance God's kingdom and and to do his will in the marketplace. So uh, again, thank you oh. for your time. Is there anything else before we wrap up today that uh, would be worth sharing? Well, just I just want to say thank you to you and to Cameron for this work, because this is so important. I mean, you know, when you're out there, you you can feel very alone and unsupported and, and unsure. And, and so what you're trying to do is to equip people of faith to... Um, you know, to be fruitful and prosper in their work, but also to do it in a way that's honoring to God. And, and so I love this work. And just for your, for your listeners too, I, I know most of whom are not going to be pastors. They're going to be folk who are working day to day, probably working a whole lot of hours. Um, God is honored by your work. And when you offer it to him and do it for him, God is blessed. So hang in there, continue to live and grow let scripture guide you and, and find at least one other person with whom you can walk on this journey. So good. I think that's a great action step. Um, and again, I remind folks in that if, you know, we, we have a community of uh, King real estate investors in our mastermind. And so uh, and encourage folks to, if you're looking for that in this year uh, to go learn about um, kingdom REI as well. And so uh, again, thank you guys. We, 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 we put on these shows for free 
to encourage and equip uh, our audience. What we ask of you, if you enjoyed this, go share this episode, screenshot this, tag me on Instagram, tag Cameron on on Instagram or LinkedIn, and let us know let us know what you enjoyed, uh, and and let other be like who, who else is who else what other real estate entrepreneurial show is studying the Bible. Uh, and hopefully is making it entertaining and also giving you and equipping you the knowledge and skills to go crushing in business. I don't know many others. So I don't know any. I don't know any either. That's why I have this show. You know, I like listening to my own show. Um, so, you know, what I ask is help us help us share this thing. You know, we're, we're uh, about to approach 100,000 downloads. We want to crush that. Uh, we want we want another 120, 20. Three. It's taking us two years to get there. I, I want to see us reach more folks in 2023. So uh, partner with us in that by simply sharing this episode. Um, and if you have not yet, make sure to leave us a five-star review. Uh, that goes such a long way. So thank you, everyone. Happy 2023. Dr. Mark, Cameron, blessings to you guys. Appreciate you both. Thanks so much. Cheers. Hey, just because the show's over doesn't mean the journey is... Listen, if you are a faith-driven real estate professional or investor, then you'll want to go to thekingdomrei.com to learn about our mastermind. If you're interested in investing alongside me in alternative investments like multifamily apartment complexes, then head to ellishammond.com to learn more about that. Cheers. Cheers.